Welcome back, you little gum bitch. This is Gumshoe Weekly. <laughs> the epicenter for murder, mystery, and mayhem. I'm your host, Brianna. I'm your host, Judah. Judah? Judah. I'm one of that guy's 12 sons. <laughs> we read the Bible here in our free time, so, you know, gotta stay, you know. <laughs> gotta stay up on that Jesus. Gotta stay close to God. That's how I get my news. <laughs> Anyways, fornicating is a sin. But thank you for joining us again this week. Thank you for joining us for the first time this week. Thank you for doing any level of joining us. Mm-hmm. Do you have a question for me? I do. Ask away. Okay. What would be your, every time you walked into a room, your theme song? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, every time you do a song-related one, I literally don't know. Um, what's yours aside from the WAP song? <laughs> it would not be the WAP song. <laughs> I don't judge them for the song. I don't judge the lyrics. I just think it's a dumb fucking song. I like that song. It would be a Queen song, and it'd most likely be... Uh, don't Stop Me Now. But mm. it would definitely be a Queen song. Mm. Or maybe a... If I could just make it a blanket band song, I feel like the Beach Boys. That's a good one. <laughs> well, I have a question for you. I might have an answer. Would you ever shave your head? No. No? I would love to. I love the idea of it. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> I love the idea of shaving your head. It's so freeing and so, like, I feel like people who shave their heads are the ultimate badasses. Unless you're a white supremacist, because then that's something different. That's a different thing. Brianna <laughs> uh, got really art school about it. <laughs> um, I would do it for the... I would love it if... No, I would I do... I was bald in a certain way that made people think I was very artistic. <laughs> I would do it if, like, I knew I had the head for it. I don't. I would just look like a fucking fat thumb. <laughs> a big old fat toe. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I used that head for it. I also used to have a shaved head. So. There's a little bit on top. I feel a like some people, it's for some people, I don't think it's for me. Yeah. Because I also feel like the shorter my hair goes, the crazier I look in the face. <laughs> like crazy, like mentally unhinged or crazy, like that weird Who let that troll from under that bridge come out into the world? <laughs> the grumpy old troll. Yeah. Who's under the bridge? We all watch Dora here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would do it though. Oh, okay. But if would I was like. you ever shave your eyebrows? Fuck no. That would be so funny. I don't even though. pluck my eyebrows. Do you I... see my eyebrows? They yeah, look like little caterpillars. They don't look like there's a lot going on over there. No offense to you. It doesn't look like there's that much hair in there. The lighting in this room is very flattering. Oh, okay. And um, also, I have to shave my shit at least twice a week. So you want to just shave them off and see how they come back in? Absolutely not. This is how they would come in. I don't clean up my, my eyebrows either. Well, yeah, but sometimes I only they don't... do this middle piece, and then I'm done. Sometimes they don't grow back right. 
What? How? Who? Sometimes they grow in like a different shape. Who? Well, how? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't always grow back. Some people never grow back the same eyebrows. I never knew. Some that. people that ultra pluck their eyebrows when they were younger, they like they had like the big caterpillar eyebrows, and they ultra plucked them to be you know when it was cool to have just a line. <laughs> and they grow in to look like the average eyebrow, but they never grow thick enough. Again, because they're oh, like, yeah, cause I really the want those hair eyebrows. is like super, yeah, the hair is like, doesn't grow back as thick. Yeah. Which I get. So they don't, but it'll literally be like a third of the size of what their eyebrows were. Forever. Well, I, I'm, I feel pretty confident in my eyebrows to not touch them. <laughs> to shave them, nor pluck them really. I don't like plucking my eyebrows either. It fucking hurts. Yeah. Well, I think if you're going to take the whole eyebrow off, maybe don't pluck it because you would be fucking insane <laughs> if you did that. There's no reason to do it. I mean, even just clean up. I'm just like, well, I don't fucking like this. Oh, Kylie does my eyebrows, so. When I lived with my mom, my mom would do my eyebrows. And even that, I was like, once a month, barely. Because <laughs> fuck, that fucking hurts. <sighs> yeah. And I was too, I'm too scared to go get them done, like, by somebody because I'll fucking knock somebody out if they fuck my eyebrow. <laughs> I'll be so mad. I am That's not. such a... It's right in the middle of your fucking face. Yeah. You fuck that shit up. That's it. I'm not um, skilled enough at plugging my own eyebrows so I do like a clean up job but I can't do the level Kylie used to do them at. Because there's some sort of magic you have to do with this part. Yeah. Because there aren't enough hairs there. Yeah. She's like one hair and you gotta take the whole end of the eyebrow off. Which has also happened. Where you have to nope. take just the end off. You just pluck... There's only five hairs on the whole end of my eyebrow, though. <laughs> but she would have to take, like, the rest of them off. And I've also done it, too, where... to Just to even them out. Because it'll be like, I have a full eyebrow here, and then I have, like, nothing. Because if you pluck that one long one, whatever... I'm the gonna one tell that you... You're, it's like a hair comb-over. <laughs> eyebrow comb-over is what I have. I'm gonna tell you how you fix this. Ready? Okay. You grow bangs. You wear them to one side of your face, and now you never have to clean that eyebrow. I would literally never get bangs. That's again my stitch. In my life. I would never do it. I have bangs. It's not for me. <laughs> I don't like it. It ha- it works for me. <laughs> I would have a very greasy forehead. Oh yeah, it's great. Also, my hair grows too quickly, and I don't cut my own bangs because. Don't. It's a mistake. At one point, insane. just the front of my face was a bang. <laughs> Just my whole hairline in the front of my face was one ginormous bang. Because I always felt like they just weren't thick enough. There wasn't enough hair. And how did I go I was in fucking high school. Like, don't judge me. I also at one point flipped over my bangs. So they didn't come in like a, like, you know how the traditional bang comes over, like cups your forehead. No, I was like, I'm so fucking edgy, I'm going to put gel on them and swoop them out. Oh, you did uh, something about Mary to your bangs. (laughs) Oh, is that hair gel? <laughs> I can't with you ever, especially today. But fuck out of here, ain't nobody have my style. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that's not always a good thing, but okay. Um, I wore them with confidence. I, yeah, that doesn't make it better. Should wear them with shame so that people are like, come on, and you're like, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I had bangs in high school and then never again. So 
Yeah, I got them right before I went into high school because I was like, I'll be fucking damned if somebody makes fun of my ten head. <laughs> oh, because that's what I got. I got the, I got a Megamind forehead. But it's because somebody gave me the complex. That's the problem with that. Oh, I have a, like a forehead. I like a, I have a three head. Look, <laughs> I don't have enough skin there. I also have a really weird hairline, and I just embrace it. And the weird moles I have along my hairline. Um, not related at all. I am ready to start, but I need to tell you that I watched the OG Jumanji yesterday, and I cried three times. So. Okay. It's a surprisingly sad film. It I is. haven't watched the original one in quite a while, and it was rife with sadness. <laughs> rife. Just drowning in it. I was drowning in sadness. Uh-huh. Are you ready to do the thing? Fuck yeah. Okay. I just did scissors because you had scissors. Don't <laughs> <laughs> copy me. Scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot, rock. Paper. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot, rock. Paper. I win. You win. <laughs> You can go first. Oh, thanks so much. I didn't think that would happen at all. Oh, I'm sorry I surprised you that way. I didn't want to do it first. I'm going to, though. But I'll do it with all the hatred in my heart. I can go first. No, I'm doing it. You go away. Okay. By the way, this is a Mayhem episode. Silicon Valley, April 16th, 2013. It's between 12 and 1 a.m., Pretty much it's 12.58, but for romanticism, it's between 12 and 1 a.m. Okay. An unknown person breaks into an underground vault of the Pacific Gas and Electric Company's Metcalf Transmission Power Station near a freeway and cuts the fiber optic telecommunication cables, the phone cables, and leaves. No one knows that they were there. Roughly 33 minutes later... At 1.31 a.m., surveillance footage catches a streak of light believed to be a signal from a waved flashlight, like you see in the movies. Um, this is followed by the muzzle flash of rifles and sparks from bullets hitting the fence. An alarm goes off in the station from bullets triggering the motion sensors, and the Santa Clara County Sheriff receives a 911 call from an engineer at a nearby power plant that heard gunfire. For 19 minutes straight, multiple snipers fired over 139mm bullets directly at the radiators of 17 electrical transformers. Jeez. At 1.45am, the first bank of transformers overheats after leaking 52,000 gallons of oil, sending an equipment failure alarm to the control center... The company's control center, 90 miles away. At 1.50 a.m., the, sna- the, sn- the snipers pack up and leave 30 seconds before the police arrive on scene at 1.51 a.m. In the footage right at the end of the attack, we see another flashlight signal, which is followed by a ceasefire. They leave behind $15 million worth of damage. Jesus. Fifteen million. It's actually over fifteen million, but for rounding sake, the range of time between them leaving and the police arriving tells us that they knew they were on the way. 
When the police arrive on scene, there's nothing to see. The, the substation is locked, and they don't hear any gunfire anymore. They don't see anything amiss, so they leave. It's only at 3.15 when a worker comes to check out the damage and finds the scene how it was left that they involve the police again. In an effort to prevent a blackout, they divert the energy to other nearby plants. Once the, de- once the details of what happened get released, the consensus is that it looks like a professional job with no fingerprints, with no fingerprints on the casings being found and the presumed preparation of the attack when they cut the phone lines. So, at the crime scene, they do find small piles of rocks near where the shots were fired from, which are informations used to scout firing positions, um, and they're all spaced evenly twenty-five at 20, in 25 meter intervals from the fence. Uh, it took 27 days to get the grid repaired and back online. And there was no, like, explosion. There was no explosion, which will be important later. Okay. So, <laughs> it took 27 days to get the grid repaired and back online, and it almost knocked out all of the power to Silicon Valley. Um, also, it is important to note that the lines that were cut were for the AT&T company. Oh. The FBI is immediately called in to investigate it, but they quickly don't have, you know, any, any leads. They don't have any idea who actually did it. In a quote by Henry Waxman, which is a ranking member of the United States House Committee on Energy and Commerce, mm-hmm. said that the attack was unprecedented and it was an unprecedented and sophisticated attack on an electric grid substation with military-style weapons. Communications were disrupted. The attack inflicted substantial damage. It took weeks to replace the damaged parts. Under slightly different conditions, there could have been serious power outages or worse. So, he viewed it as... Oh, this is a different guy. (laughs) John Wellinghoff, which is the chairman of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, Mm -hmm. said that it was the most significant incident of domestic terrorism involving the grid that has ever occurred. My phone's not on silence. (laughs) That has ever occurred. I like how you looked offended like it was my phone that went off. (laughs) I would not look like that if it was your phone that would go off, (laughs) unless I was doing it jokingly. Then it would be okay. So. Okay. The Department of Homeland Security later releases, because they continue to investigate it, they later released that they believe it's the indication of an insider based on how they knew that um, they knew exactly where to fire. They knew exactly how to turn off the communications. They knew exactly how to get inside. Mm-hmm. They also knew how quickly the police would respond. Hold on. Oh, like a super inside job if they know how the police respond. Mm-hmm. They offer AT&T and the... What was it called? The Pacific Gas and Electric Company offer a quarter million bounty for information. Jesus Christ. On the men. uh, Because they they have camera footage of the attack, but they don't know how many people it was. They don't know where they got in. They don't know how they left. And they pulled footage from everywhere around, and they have no idea how they got in there, how they left. 
They have no idea how many people were there, but based on the casings and everything, they think it was between two and four weapons present. Mm-hmm. But it could have been more people. They also, a lot of people don't talk about this, but six months before the attack, the American National Academy of Science declared, um, left, they put out, they issued a report, it was like 150 pages, but in it they declared vulnerabilities in the American power grid, um, and like specifically that it was too big to move, it would be really expensive to repair, there's never any security there, that kind of thing. It was almost immediately redacted and marked classified. Parts of the reactor, not reactors, the parts of the thingies, what was the word? Transmissions? Transformers. Transformers. The parts of the transformers that were fired on were the thinnest parts of the coolant fins. Those were targeted, which also, incidentally, were avoiding any risk of explosion or fire. Like, they could have shot so many things that would have exploded and they fired on only these things and none of them exploded. Also, it seemed like the people were aware that this exact station was monitored by the supervisory control and data acquisition systems, um, which are hardwired by cables and not cellular networks. And they needed to cut the cables to make sure that nobody would be notified immediately. Oh, wow. They also knew that there weren't people on site. Um... They were very skilled and knew what the hell they were doing. Mm-hmm. They didn't catch anything on any of the cameras within a mile of the facility. Um, a lot of people believe that it was a practice run for, like, a larger-scale attack because they immediately diverted the power, so they're, they're wondering what the motivation is, why they would do it. The only thing that people come up with was, like, oh, maybe it was a practice run. Mm-hmm. A lot of the reasons... The main reason that this didn't get a lot of exposure was because the day before was the Boston Marathon bombing. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it wasn't, like, covered as much in the news. Also, or the weeks preceding the attacks, the phone lines were getting cut in areas near it, but nobody knew who did it or why. And they think that maybe that was, like, they were testing where, you know. Mm -hmm. Almost an exact year later, the Metcalf substation was attacked again on August 27, 2014. In the middle of the night, um, random, a, a, an amount of people, they think it was more than one individual, cut through the fences of the substation and they went through the offices on site. Uh, they stole an unknown amount of items as well as paperwork and files pertaining to the maintenance. Um, and the... Newly installed alarm systems didn't go off or alert the authorities. No footage was captured of the intruders. They offered another $2,500,000 reward. Um, and they got almost no tips on it. Oh, jeez. Yes. So, so, overall, people believe that it was in response to the paper being put out about the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think that it was an inside job in that they were trying to get security upped because they caused all this damage. They were just uh-huh. trying to see if it was, if they could enforce So they the wanted to go it. against this paper that went out? Well, no, they proved it right. right. Oh. But they, they were trying to get security on all of these things. That's what they oh, think. Okay. They think it was the company. Okay, okay. 
the company doing like an inside job on itself to hype up the security to higher yeah. ups. Okay. But also it was fifteen million dollars, so like I don't know. But for a company like AT and T, is that really that much of a stretch? I think it is. I feel like it is a stretch to is. everybody, but <laughs> so um, this did lead to upped security countrywide on the power grid. There is security everywhere now. Because of this, the Metcalf attack. That's what they call it. So dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> but they they all have their own little security systems. They're all very safe. They still have no idea who did this. Because it was them. Because it was them. <laughs> they offered a whole ass reward, but, you know, <laughs> it was them. They don't have to give a reward. They don't have to pay it. <laughs> and wow. that is my story. That's pretty crazy. Have? I've never heard of that. Yeah, I, well, a lot of people were like, it's interesting, it was the day after the bombing, they were like, that's just a coincidence. Oh, by the way, I got my information from Cracked, Wikipedia, and, let me find this homie's name, Horseman5, Horseman5 on Reddit. Shout out to you, Horseman5. Thanks, Horseman5. Yeah, yeah. You're very well researched. Yeah. All right. All right, what do you have for me? I have my mask on still. You do. Like an asshole. I'm d- trying to not say anything because you wear it so much that you obviously love it. <laughs> I completely forget all the time when I have it on. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, we're going to take a little bit of a twist here. We're going to turn from what you were talking about. <laughs> That's how this show usually works. Talk about what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. So, you know when it's late at night? Mm-hmm. At nighttime. At nighttime. Some call it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Darkness Falls. Anyway. Oh my god, that movie about the Tooth Fairy. That was a good movie, <laughs> but not. Okay. So you know when it's late at night and you're in that weird state of sleep where you're still kind of aware of everything going on around you and uh-huh. where everything is in the room. And then you look over and your dresser somehow has morphed into an old man sitting in a chair oh. and you very nearly shit bricks. Yes. <laughs> or... When you're leaving a room and feel like all of a sudden you're not alone. And out of the corner of your eye, as you shut the lights, you see someone standing there. And you whip around and there's no one. Uh It's just a coat on a hanger. Uh Or the best one, my personal favorite, when you're walking in a parking lot and all alone. And you could have sworn you saw someone walking towards you full speed. Oh, no. (laughs) Full speed. But upon clear inspection of your surroundings, you realize you are, in fact, alone. But again, almost shit yourself. Uh Uh-huh. That old man in the chair, the person standing in the corner, and the one walking in the parking lot are all (laughs) referred to as shadow people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did I really paint you a picture there? You did paint a (laughs) picture. I tried. Okay. So what is a shadow person, you ask? I do ask. (laughs) Wikipedia defines it as the perception of a patch of shadow as a living humanoid figure. So, I feel like we've all experienced this. Mm-hmm. The bodies of these shadow people are usually perceived as being comprised of a type of blackness that has a sense of depth with few facial or body features. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. The blackness of their bodies often seem almost hazy or non-transparent, as if one is looking into a black hole in humanoid form. Uh-huh. 
They also they may also appear in the shape of animals, uniform blobs, disembodied body parts, or a myriad of other indescribable shapes. A cloud, mm. for instance. Uh-huh. They sometimes appear to have faces, eyes, or mouths, and are able to move or change shape. The movement exhibited can be normal human movement or can be faster, slower, or more choppy than a normal person's movement. <laughs> I did a little dance there. <laughs> she did a dance. So it's also possible for multiple shadow people to occupy one's field of vision simultaneously while acting autonomously from one another and even interacting with each other. It is sometimes referred to by different names such as shadow figure, shadow being, or black mass. Many have different views as to what this is and why so many people see and have similar experiences. If you believe in the paranormal, it's interpreted as an entity, entity, or spiritual presence, sometimes harboring evil intentions. If you believe in maybe religious spiritual spirituality, it could be a protective force guiding you on life's missions, life's mission, like some sort of dark guardian angel. Usually, the style and general behavior of a shadow person are often largely dependent on the emotional state of the person experiencing it. Like if a person who is emotionally stable and generally happy will usually be more prone to experiencing neutral, interesting, or even friendly shadow people. On the other side of that, a person who is emotionally unstable and generally unhappy will usually be more prone to experiencing sinister and fear-inducing shadow people. (laughs) Oh no. That makes so much sense. Um, So while the concept of shadow people has been around for years, this apparition really started to become more than just a single person's experience. Um, When a late night radio talk show named Coast to Coast AM, which is still out, I believe, Hmm. um, brought up the topic of shadow people in length on April 12th, 2001, the host Art Bell interviewed... Yeah, that's a long radio show if they're still around. Yeah. Um, the host, Art Bell, interviewed a Native American elder named Thunderstrikes, also known as Harley Swift Deer Reagan. Yes. And it was during this show that they had encouraged listeners to submit drawings of their experiences of shadow pe- people, which turned out to be all very similar drawings. Uh-huh. Usually it was like a scribble of somebody's figure, and sometimes they had red eyes. Sometimes they were just, like, black bobs, like a silhouette kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really showed that it's not just one person's experience. It's kind of everybody is kind of having the same experience. So maybe there was something in it. Mm-hmm. So while the subject was birthed with Swift Deer, it blew up when they had a guest in October named Heidi Hollis, who had just published her first book, The Secret War, which had already been in circulation on the topic of shadow people. So she's kind of like the founder of them and like does so much research. Like that's her big thing. That's kind of what she's known for is this research on um, shadow people. Mm -hmm. So Hollis describes shadow people as dark silhouettes with human shapes and profiles that flicker in and out of peripheral visions. Same thing. In her research, she says these entities, (laughs) these entities, have been around throughout history and were in their times described as shadowy human-like figures which appear in folklore dating back to ancient times from different parts of the world. So for instance, the Quran mentions pitch black sapient beings. 
that are, aren't entirely spiritual or physical, and people in ancient Europe reported, reportedly believed that shadow beings, which desired blood and without it couldn't be reborn, and it's all about what you believe in that dictates um, how you how you decide to decipher what they're here for, what you decide they're here for. Mm-hmm. So Heidi believes the figures to be negative only, alien beings that can be repelled by various means, invoke, including invoking the name of Jesus. So she thinks they're aliens, but also are scared of Jesus. Why would aliens care about Jesus? Why would aliens they would be know shadows? <laughs> for sure whether or not he existed. You would think. So there's uh, Rosemary Ellen Gilly is a leading investigator on paranormal and an author of nearly 50 books on all things paranormal, from on anything from angels all the way to demons. And she believes they are a creature called a jinn. She did an interview with Catherine Ramsland from Psychology Today where she spoke about the jinns, and she described them close to what we would call a genie. So, um, But that she felt like that description was really putting the shadow people in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, and there isn't very much talk on jinns in Western society. It comes from mostly Middle Eastern folk tales, um, and they never made it past the image of genies. Rosemary believed that the shadow people are a shape-shifting form from jinns and originated out of the wind. The Quran says that they were created by Allah out of smokeless fire. And according to lore, the jinns were here first and were pushed out by us or for us. And some of them are still angry about it and want the want the place back. Earth. <laughs> the Jin is like my favorite character on American Gods. Really? Yeah. He's so <laughs> fucking cool. And he wears sunglasses the whole time because when he takes his sunglasses off, it's just fire. Oh, wow. Like, he doesn't even have, like, pupils. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, eye holes and fire. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Some people describe the the shadow people with repti- reptilian eyes. So, that's interesting. I've never seen one with eyes. Personally. I've seen one with eyes. You personally? Yes. And I'll get into that after this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, their motives include curiosity, infatuation, obsession, playfulness, trickiness, hostility, and malevolence. Malevolence. Male- I can't... Fuck. I can't pronounce anything. Maleficent. Maleficent. Mel- what is it? Malevolence. <laughs> Malevolence. I keep wanting to say Maleficent. <laughs> okay, so some people feel jinns are benevolent and helpful, but if they are, it's always for a price. People have a tendency to think that other entities are like cut, cut out cookies and that they're all the same. So the jinn, as well as other beings, are varied like humans, neither all good nor all bad, and they each have unique personalities. So, the shadow people seem to be getting bolder and more comfortable with each experience um, that somebody encounters with them. And people have had different experiences. Some say they have seen them when they didn't notice them and have caught them kind of just chilling. Like, just hanging out, just in your house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, One story spoke of a girl seeing them walking back and forth in the the doorway of her kitchen, um, hanging out because they didn't realize that she had seen them. So it was just in the doorway, kind of walking back and forth. Um, And then other people talk about how they're more, when they uh, experience them, they're more of aggressive state. They they wake up with them on top of them, choking them, um, that kind of stuff. Just being very aggressive. Uh 
What? I've never had one try to choke me. (laughs) So people have seen them talking amongst themselves and each other or just alone talking. Um, While Hollis and Gilly take a paranormal stance on the subject, there are those that believe they can be explained away as a result of psychological or um, physiological conditions like sleep deprivation or paralysis illusions, hallucinations, the beginnings of dementia, drug or alcohol use, or the side effects of medication. Basically a product of our imaginations. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the story. That's what the information I got for shadow people in general, but I'm sure you've experienced shadow people. And sometimes it's, they say that shadow people come from like mostly sleep paralysis and stuff like that. I don't suffer from sleep paralysis but I do experience shadow people quite a bit. <laughs> Same quite a bit. A lot of mine have been sleep paralysis ones, though. Mm. I thank God every day I don't have sleep paralysis. There's one that I saw that I still think about. I think about it every time that I like wake up in the middle of the night. Like I expect to see that one there. And it's the only one that's ever looked like a person. Mm-hmm. And not been a person-shaped shadow. It literally was... An old, oh God, I'm scaring myself talking about it. It was an old, very wrinkled man who walked white. He was white. He walked in. I watched him like come in through the back door, walk into my room, like a direct line, Mm -hmm. stand over my bed staring at me. And as he stood there, like I noticed that his fingers were like unnaturally long, like the Slenderman. And he was also insanely tall. But he had no eyes. It was just, like, black mm-hmm. holes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that one scared the fuck out of me, and I screamed in my sleep. <laughs> and I think about that one. I've seen other ones in my sleep, but they're always just black shadows. Mm-hmm. But that one, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I remember it's fingernails, too, for some reason. I don't know, but I woke up from <laughs> screaming. The only way I've ever been able to wake out of sleep paralysis is if I scream. Mm-hmm. So... But I scream in real life. Lucky, <laughs> do what you gotta do. Yeah, it's a doggy dog world. It's out not there. a. It's sleep paralysis, so it's not a real dream scream. It's a real time. I'm screaming right now. Scream so, and then I scream. So, um, I usually it happens when I'm like super stressed. I don't have sleep paralysis, but I have like, I can like see a lot of things. <laughs> so lately, it's been somebody standing next to my bed. And it's, I don't see the upper part of their body. I just see their legs. And it's always, like, man legs. And they'll, I'll just see their legs. Like, because I sleep facing um, the wall. Uh-huh. And then Alonzo's behind me. And then there's the, the, the door to leave the bedroom and then the bathroom. So I, every time I turn over, and it's usually when I'm super stressed, I'll turn over and it's just legs. I just see, I never look up. I get too scared that I'll jump back. And usually I'll go under the blankets like a child. <laughs> it happened to me two nights ago, but two nights ago I saw a face. Yeah. So So you looked? I, because I, I was sleeping on my back at that point, and I turned my head, like, to the left, and I was already looking up, and it was just a white face. But, so, all right. <laughs> Have you ever seen, like, those stupid kids' books that are about scary stories and it's, like, a doll or something like that? Uh-huh. It had a face that was kind of like that, but it was, like, the cheeks were very defined because it was, like, a plump baby doll uh-huh. kind of looking face. 
<laughs> and but there was no eyes. But I was so scared that I immediately threw the blanket over my face and I did not come out. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I fell asleep that way. And I hate things on my face when I sleep. It annoys the shit out of me. But I always see like, I'll, and the one that I always see too is um, a man. Uh, it's usually an older man. He's shorter, and he has. He always has a. You know what a kango is? Like a like a. Those really ugly hats. Yeah, like yeah. a paperboy hat kind of thing. Uh huh. Um, I always see an old man with a paperboy hat, so that's one that I see all the time. That's a ghost. Probably. If it's the same man every. But time. I don't see him. Like it followed me all the way from New York. Then it's somebody attached to me because I see him, like. When I'm here, not in your house, <laughs> when I, I'll see him in Florida, <laughs> but I've seen him like walking down the street or like, I'll see, I always see him in the corner of my eye. So. What does he wear? What he always he... has like, you know, like an old man. He dressed like a, what you would picture like an old man. Like he's very like short. He's kind of hunched shirt. over. He has that jacket that you put over the punch, the, the punched up shirt, the um, buttoned up shirt, that gray kind of like windbreaker. Oh, and he always, he's always kind of shuffling, so. That's definitely a ghost, I feel like. If it's Who's a, ghost? That's the question. Yeah, and why is it attached to you? But he's never, like, I don't ever really see him very close to me. It's always, like, I'll see him, if we're sitting here, I'll see him in the next room over. He's never close in the same room. It's always very far away. But I always see the Kango, and he's always walking. He's always walking? It's always like he's walking away. Never walking towards me. He's always just walking away. Maybe you killed him in a past life. I would not put it past me. <laughs> but I'm like, I've always heard that like it it what you open up your what you open yourself up to is what's gonna like not follow you, but what you're gonna see. So you open yourself up to this old man. No, meaning like I'm not. I don't not believe in ghosts. I don't not believe in things other than just humans mm -hmm. that kind of thing mm -hmm. like i was when i was younger we were always taught like you know those orbs that you see in pictures and everybody's like that's a fucking ghost uh -huh. <laughs> so i have tons of pictures with those things in them and people believe that those are like angels or some like a ghost like kind of following you mm -hmm. i have one picture where it's i'm just completely covered with them and they're just kind of all over me <laughs> So it's like what you open yourself up to or what your your subconscious is, l like, seeing that you mm -hmm. are not. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's just, I know right now I'm super stressed, so that's why I'm fucking seeing those stupid-ass legs again. It was to the point where I slept under the blanket, like, almost underneath Alonzo. I, <laughs> that's how terrifying it is. I cannot handle the thought that you, as a person, <laughs> saw it. A baby doll face in your room, and your response was to go back to sleep. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I feel like I it happened two you were or three like, days ago. I went under the pillow, and then I just went to bed, and I'm like, no. Because if I acknowledge it, then I won't be able to deal with it. <laughs> the only, I literally, like, every time I see something, I stare directly at it. Nope, can't do that. And I don't break eye contact, <laughs> which is why, like. It's so bad when I get sleep paralysis because then I can't do anything but stare and then I can't move. I can't scream. It's fucking horrible. Mm -mm. But every time I've ever seen something scary, I stare directly at it until it stops happening or until I confront it. Nope. <laughs>
But I'm also a big ass scaredy cat. Like I just oh, okay. can't do. You know, I don't like scary movies. I just I can't fuck with it. I don't like to look at scary mm-hmm. things. It just I fucking hate it. I as a person who has nightmares, ninety percent of the dreams I have are nightmares mm-hmm. of some sort. Um, yeah, that's just how I feel. Like I yeah. a lot of the time, depending on how bad the nightmare is, I don't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'll just stay awake. I don't want to stay awake, but I have to. Well, if it makes you feel better, since I've seen that stupid fucking floating head, <laughs> I feel like I haven't slept in three days. It's just, I'm, I'm getting, I, it's, you know what it is? It's also, you know, stress, stress from life, stress from what's going on in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little bit of everything and it's, you know, personal shit and work mm-hmm. shit and all that stuff kind of just boils up mm-hmm. and I feel like I haven't slept in three days, <laughs> but it's like I'm asleep, but I'm also very aware of everything. Yes. Yeah. Everything. I would say that's how almost all of my sleep is at this point. I can't. I took three melatonin yesterday. And I still, I I fell asleep. Alonso was like, you slept most of the night. I was like, I don't feel it. Yeah. I feel like I was very much awake most of the night. Yeah. And I sleep. And I also, you know what it is also? I feel like the feng shui in my room is off. So that has something to do with it too. (laughs) That's another podcast. (laughs) That's our feng shui podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can find it on the dark web if you Google long enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I used to see the shadow people a lot at my dad's house, and he sees them there too. But mm-hmm. I guess we never acknowledge it until I moved out. Because mm-hmm. then sometimes he's like, "Yeah, I see this guy." Mm-hmm. There sometimes he was like, "I see a guy walking into your room all the time," and I was like, "My old room." And you never said anything. You never were like, "Let me go check." Yeah, well, he, I don't know, I don't know, I was like, why didn't you ever fucking, I don't know if it stopped, it started when I left, I don't fucking know, but I know that one time I was sitting, oh, uh, I don't even want to talk about it, <laughs> one time I was sitting in the living room, and I don't, you've been in my dad's house, right? Mm-hmm. You know how there's the chair in the living room, and you can see right out the back? Yeah. In those blinds, he never shuts. Mm-hmm. One time I was sitting there, and then all of a sudden I became hyper aware of the fact that there was someone just standing right in the window. Uh-huh. You know how they're fucking yeah. floor to ceiling? Someone just standing there, and it was a shadow person because there were no features. It was literally yeah. a shadow. And it was just standing there, and I remember I'm getting goosebumps. Me too. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden I'm hyper aware. Like, it's the middle of the night. I'm hyper aware that that person is there. And then I hear someone say my name three times. Nope. What are They're you, like, fucking Beetlejuice? JJ. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> JJ. And it was, like, loud. Like, uh-huh. it was in the room with me, and it scared the fuck out of me, and mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything. So I was like, I'm not about to run from this. Mm-hmm. I have nowhere to go. Yeah. And I don't know what you do, <laughs> so I can't just run. So I literally had to just sit there until it, like, went away. Yeah. Horrible. That is terrible. Horrible. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It, it's all, it's, it's, what is, what was your mental state at that point? Oh, it's always been, it's always been <laughs> the power of pine salt, baby. You know? It's exactly. Always, so it's, it's always been this. <laughs> this is the best it's ever been. And I still have like three nightmares a week. Are we I'm good? scared now. I'm not okay. I'm scared. This, I don't know if it was worth the level of fear you caused me in this I'm sorry. episode. sorry. <laughs> I have to sleep still tonight. I could just not. I'll probably just not. Sage your shit. I got Sage your apartment, sage your body, sage everything. I feel like I should sage my sister's house because I 
something weird happened when I was there yesterday, and she was like, this only ever happens to you. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Cause, well, there was one time I was there alone, and I literally heard someone, it was the middle of the day, I heard someone jiggle the doorknob, mm-hmm. which was locked. And <laughs> I was standing in the kitchen, and I was like, because I was like, what the fuck? Because they have keys, and I couldn't see their cars outside, and they were both at work, and no one said they were coming home early. Then I waited a while, and then I checked, and I didn't see anything. But it was obviously a doorknob jiggling. When I was well, there. that sounds like a robber. That doesn't sound like a paranormal thing. But all they did was jiggle the doorknob. If it's locked, I would rather it be a robber. If than it's a locked, they're not going to come in. That's why they jiggled the doorknob. I know, but I, well, but they also say if outside. somebody they also say if you somebody knocks on your door, you're not and you see nobody, you're not supposed to open the door because yeah. then you're opening it to bad things. God, can you not scare me further? Sorry. <laughs> They also say if you hear a baby crying outside, you're not supposed to go outside. Fuck that baby. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Well, that's what... I forget who it was. Um, John Wayne Gacy? Not John Wayne Gacy. Someone used to play a recording of a baby crying so you'd come outside so they could take you. Nope, I'm good. Um, well, also... I'm gonna call 911. When I was there last night, I heard... I went out to my car to grab something really quick, ran back inside, and then literally as I shut the door, my hand's still on the door, I hear a distinct knocking on the door. So then I open it because I go, oh Why my. would you do that? Well, because I was like, oh my god, Jameson was coming up behind me and I didn't even notice. Uh-huh. So it was close to when he was coming home. No mm-hmm. one was there. No, you never. Just... Jameson, is that you? No? Okay, fuck you. It was literally Fuck you, like, baby. It was literally like this. Here. I don't know if this one. That sounds like a house thing, though. No? It was a, well, it was a wooden knock. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to do it on the wall because people live there. <laughs> but it was a, like a five knocks. But my head, literally, my hand was still on the door. Mm-hmm. My head was next to the door. And I heard I'm pretty it sure it's a certain amount of knocks you're door. not supposed to open it. I, I want to say three. I want to say three knocks you're not supposed to five. open it. five. That definitely means don't open it. <laughs> How do I know? They don't make these rules. Okay, thanks for listening again. This was scary. It's much, much too scary for me. <laughs> Much too scary for me. Um, thanks for coming along on this terrible ride with us. My story was fun and not scary, just so we're all <laughs> keeping score. Uh, if you want to uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, it's... Gumshoe Weekly. Our Facebook is... Gumshoe Pod. And our email is... Gumshoeweekly at gmail.com. Send us what your stories about crazy fucking shadow people. Because I want to know that we're not the only ones. We know we're not the only ones. I will not. I do. I love those fucking stories. I don't know why. If you want her to read it on the podcast, include that in the email. And I will just leave the room while she does it. Yeah. Or something that's been following you. Oh, God. (laughs) Something attached to you or something like that. Okay, bye. Bye.